No mai, haere mai. Welcome to the More Than Theology podcast. Good everyone. Uh, welcome to the More Than Theology podcast. My name is Ben Devery and I'm joined here by Dave Mann, who is with the Shining Lights Trust. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, kia ora, Ben. Great to be here. Awesome. It's great to have you here. And so why don't you um, just share a little with us, Dave, who you are, um, who Shining Lights Trust is, um, and I don't know, just for fun, maybe your favourite colour. Go Fantastic. For it. Okay. <laughs> favourite colour is blue, always oh, has been. Nice. Um, so, so matches my eyes, that's nice and okay. easy. But uh, yeah, so I'm married to Heather. We've got four boys aged 14 down through seven. Awesome. Um, I hail from South Taranaki, where my mum lives and my uh, wife's family um, parents live there and some oh, siblings as well. Cool. But we've lived in Tauranga the last 11 years. Okay. Um, in terms of ministry things, about 30 years since I went to Bible college now, yeah. um, late law college, and then spent. Um, seven or eight years in outreach ministry, nine yeah. as a pastor in Singapore, and back in New Zealand uh, for 11 years. Um, cool. The current work is uh, under the banner of the Shining Lights Trust. Great. So we're a strategic think tank mm-hmm. um, that look at the outreaching efforts of the church as a whole to identify gaps and bring innovation into those spaces. Um, we don't mind right. who does the innovation. The, 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 the mission um, that we feel is to see that it happens okay. and uh, who gets credit or whose name it's... Um, under makes very little difference. Cool, man. But uh, yeah, so um, got about um, probably 15 different innovations that we've done the last decade, Great. along with a ridiculous amount of travel. So yeah, yeah, that's that's us. Yeah. That's you. Cool, man. That's awesome. So primarily, we're going to talk about um, evangelism today. Um, and so I thought we'd just start with a bit of an icebreaker. Who is your evangelism hero? Now, this could be someone from the Bible, or it could just be someone today or in the past uh, that you really look up to go for it it Who's... might it might sound cliche yeah but it, it is jesus okay yeah <laughs> why why is it jesus um because he's a conversational expert okay and so if we if we analyze him rather than from a, a teaching moral point of view if we look at his ability to relate to people as individuals he has no set method for his communication uh, whether a person is pre-faith or faith, the methodology is the same. He engages conversations with an ear open to the Holy Spirit. Cool. He identifies oh, yeah. people's motives. He relates differently to people who are interested, like Nicodemus, as yeah. compared to people who are suspicious and untrusting, like the Samaritan woman, mm-hmm. uh, through to people who are truly hostile, like those asking him awkward questions, yeah. who he just fobs off rather than even engaging with them. Right, okay. um, he knows how to tell a story that he never explains to a crowd. Mm. Uh, you know, we often miss that, I think. Yeah. That's um, that's pretty wise. He knows how to say nothing. <laughs> he knows how to talk about people to their face without them knowing for sure that they were the ones that he was talking about. Right, okay. But he also knows how to get to the heart of a matter and to discern a situation and to help a person take a step forward in their journey of faith from where they are. That's so cool, just from a, a skill and, and relational point of view, he's truly the man. He quite separate man. from our faith, by yeah. which, of course, we believe by faith that he's also yeah, the man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bro, I mean, a great answer. You know, 10, yeah. out, 10 <laughs> out of 10. You can't go wrong I'm with sure Jesus. I'm <laughs> sure Jesus of Nazareth is stoked with that answer. So well done, uh, yeah. Jesus. Um, cool, man. So let's launch into some questions. Some, about... other, some other some less cool questions. <laughs> I, know, I feel like that's it. I yeah, feel like someone's yeah. got value out of that. Jesus. If you've got value out of that, leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe. We yeah. love it. Um, cool. So I've got some questions here. I'm going to just ask you a few questions. So... When it comes to evangelism, Dave, um, a lot of people would rather do a Jonah um, and run a million miles away 
You are not like that. Um, so were you always enthusiastic, enthusiastic about evangelism or was it something that you grew into? Mm. I would say that people want to run a million miles because we've created a concept of evangelism that is divorced from the approach of Jesus. Okay. So we created the subculture where people would even get evangelism training and seminars on Saturdays, whereas this should be the key topic of the pulpit. Wow. And I'd put to you that the, the primary um, responsibility of any person leading any organization is to know the mission of the organization and to lead in it. Mm. And the New Zealand church for a, a lengthy period of time came to this crazy situation where pastors would fob off evangelism, which is a part of the mission, make disciples is the better statement of it, um, and put that on a Saturday seminar. Mm. And I think the challenge to this is, what if we were to take the topic of love, which the Bible talks a lot about, yeah. and say, okay, let's let's do some seminars on Saturdays about how to love others, and we'll never talk about that in our pulpits again, <laughs> right? Which mm. would be ridiculous, yeah, yeah, right? So, so I think first of all, we we kind of miss the point. Every okay. pastor is responsible to lead in the mission of the church, and if they're not willing to do so, then it might sound a bit harsh, but they should step aside because they're out of line, okay. you know. Um, but secondly, I think that we turned evangelism into a method. Yeah, and the word became synonymous with confronting a person on a street who didn't want to listen to you. Yeah, to tell them your version of the truth. Um, and and we're now in a multi-religious society in terms of how people believe. Most would be you know in the post-Christian, non-Christian kind of demographic as far as their beliefs go. Right, and we're accosting them awkwardly to tell them what we think the truth is, and yeah. we're completely missing the mark. So, yeah. so I think the average person being forced into one of those. I was going to call them silly seminars. Mm. You know, they, they might have a place, but um, it's about how we approach it. Yeah. Uh, it's looking at it and going, oh, God, help me. They're about to force me to go and speak to a stranger on the street, and I'm still struggling to talk to my friends. Yeah. In, mm. in which case, we've really missed the mark. If mm. we were to, to redefine it, um, is the goal that we share the gospel? And just to be provocative, no. Well, it is, but it's much bigger than that. Yeah. And and I love the way that David Geisler, who's the son of Norman Geisler, the apologist, puts it. He says, our goal is to help people every day and in every way to take steps toward Jesus. Cool, man. I so, like if, so if a person's yeah. miles from Jesus and we're trying to tell them about Jesus, they don't even think God exists yet. Yeah. You know, it's, is this really going to make sense to them? Mm. So if with a conversational approach like Jesus, we begin to ask questions, it is that, it's the heart motive that needs to be applauded. I want yeah. to encourage a person toward faith in Christ, but mm. we've, got, we've got to bring it back and find where they're at and help them take that next step. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. How would you, like you, you said, um, taking like steps. Mm. Like, so, I mean, what do you see? How, how does that practically look? Like, how would you help someone take some steps towards Jesus? Yeah, I mean, for me, I was discipled, came to faith in my teenage years, mm. and I was discipled into this church culture where evangelism was telling people kind of a script, right. and it never really gelled for me, and it always felt awkward. Yeah. And so I had this, abs I mean, God God changed my life. I am so grateful to God. I can't yeah. I, I can't not believe in God. I, my, my life was literally changed by, by coming to faith in Christ. Okay. Some supernatural being I can't see touched me, and I knew that I was loved. I was transformed inwardly. Mm. I can't deny that experience. Yeah. I, with all my heart, I want other people to, to be able to capture the reality that there is a God who made this planet. It's, it's a, I mean, if you think the microphone or this camera we're looking into is technical, yeah. look at a human cell. Yeah. This world has been created. And with all my heart, I believe that the God who sits behind this world, despite all the crap and suffering, 
is a God who's genuinely loving and good. Mm. And the Bible makes sense of that and explains how those problems are reconciled. Mm. I want people with all my heart to know that. And I find myself then as a Christian in this awkward situation where I can't hardly even tell my friends yeah. because I've been brought into this church culture that says that you just got to tell people your version of the truth. Yeah. So so what really cracked it for me was um, a number of things. But but I, I read a book, it was by David and Norman Geis, like called Conversational Evangelism. Okay. And just a few things. I didn't have to read much of the book to get it. And to suddenly have the lenses taken off and to look at Jesus afresh, right. there was no method. There was no formula. In which case, you don't go out to do evangelism. You just talk with people authentically as who you are. Mm-hmm. And so so I think if there was a key sentence that helped me, um, or I think I came up with it, but it was an idea, and but then that I've seen help other people, it would be remove the agenda of sharing the gospel. Yeah. Now, this sounds counterintuitive and it might be like what what are you talking about you're a christian you're supposed to be dot yeah. dot dot but but you can't tell the truth to someone who doesn't believe truth exists okay so so the question is what can you do and, and the answer is you can ask a question mm. and you can engage and you can discover where the god journey is at in their life and encourage them a step forward mm. and that's a respectful approach I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I can out myself as a Christian anywhere. Mm. If I have a DNA of trying to tell you my belief mm. with the hope that you will change, you will know it by my body language before I have spoken. Mm. You know, when a salesman comes up to a person on the street, they, they don't so much these days, but yeah. if you just imagine, how long does it take before you know the salesman coming up on the street is a salesman? Yeah. You, you know before they've spoken because it's it's in their language that there is intent. Yeah. There's an intensity. So so if we can chill out and take a selfless interest in people, hey, just out of interest, I've never asked you before, Ben, but do, do you see yourself as a spiritual person? You know I'm Christian, right? Yeah. You know, th- there's no DNA in that that's saying I'm about to preach at you. Yes. And when you ask your first question, sometimes, you know, the old school way of approaching it which suited 50 years ago because culture was different suddenly will dump on you everything because i'll go oh thank you lord i've got an opportunity to tell him everything and then i'll go for the jugular whereas if it's a conversation i might just say hey look great question why do you ask Mm. and look at jesus good teacher what must i do to inherit eternal life jesus looks at the fella sort of sniffs him and says now something's off Mm. Jesus could have answered that question, he simple question, yeah. but he restrained from answering the question because he thought, I don't know the motive of this man yet, and I'm not quite feeling it. Yeah. So why do you call me good? No one's good but God. Yeah. There was probably wow. a bit of tongue in cheek. There was probably a bit of a smile <laughs> at the edge of his mouth, you know, yeah. and he engaged to try and find the heart of the man. And in that case, for those you know listening who know the scriptures, you know, they'll know that Jesus then did go for the jugular because yeah. it turned out the man had pride in his heart and thought That's he right. was better than everyone. That's right. So Jesus thought, right, the revelation that you need is to know that you're actually no better than anybody else. Mm. You're a sinner like every person who needs to come to a God who's more than happy to forgive. Mm. So asked a question which... Um, you know, demolished the poor man. Oh, I love that. You know, but yeah. I love so, that. so it's so the, the whole idea of being nervous, remove the agenda mm. for a while. It doesn't mean forever, but where we have to start is not telling people our version of the truth. It's starting to discover where they're at. Oh, so that we can work out where to connect. Yeah, I love that. If you if you're connecting with what Dave's saying, please drop a like. Let, leave us a comment. Like, tell us uh, what, what do you think about that. Um, yep, tell us your version of the truth. If you tell us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the craziest. I hope it's alright. I'm just sharing some stories and stuff. But totally. I think the craziest. <clears throat> I guess like 
moment I've ever had with one, like uh, with someone, um, was on Queen Street, and I was walking down Queen Street, and I kind of just got this, this like like just a feeling you know Mm. or i don't know if you would call it a prompting or something i was like oh i'm just very aware of god Mm. on this street Mm. um and so i was walking down the street and this lady came up to me with a billboard and i was just like oh (laughs) you're going to try and get me to subscribe to something poor student it wasn't going to happen right she was gonna lose anyway um but she came up to me and she was trying desperately hard um but i could see that just for this lady yeah there was just something going on yeah and i for me it wasn't like i would love to share jesus with this lady but i just feel like she just really needed to someone to ask like how are you like i'm Mm. not going to sign your thing i appreciate you're passionate about it but are you okay and Mm. she just burst into tears oh getting emotional talking about but she burst into tears and i just said what's happened like what's happened for you today Mm. and she said you wouldn't believe it the last person i talked to chased me into that park and was like and was like rude to her and like mm. you know aggressive and i was just like that's horrible the light uh the green man sean and i could have just gone i'm so sorry that happened to you i'm gonna go yeah but i just said to her would you like to cross the street with me and she was like <laughs> just crying yeah, yeah. and i was looking around like i'm like oh my gosh people are gonna think i'm I've done something, you know, but I was just trying to be kind as I crossed the street with this lady. And then I just said to her, look, I don't, I don't know if you have a faith or not, um, but I I do. And in these kind of times, I, I just like to pray. So yeah. could I pray for you? And she was just like mm. tears streaming. And so I told I told wow. her about Jesus. That's who I'm going to pray to. I want to know, mm. want you to know. Mm. Um, and she was just like, that's fine. Um, and I just prayed for her. And she was just so overwhelmed mm. that I... I didn't try and push anything onto her. Mm. I just asked a simple question, how are you? Yeah. And it led to this amazing moment, you know, mm. of just sharing Jesus with this lady and praying. And then I, I just said to her, she was like, who are you? Um, you're so kind. Yeah. And she said a crazy thing. She was like, I can feel God coming out of you. And I was just like, okay, I don't know what that means, but yeah. um, I'm just yeah. trying to love you. Um, yeah. And so I just said, do you know that there are other people like me, you know, not trying to be yeah. an egg about it, but... You, you could you can you know you can find these people and they yeah go to churches all across uh, uh, Auckland yeah. wow it was crazy yeah yeah no agenda yeah you know but just asking a simple question yeah now, I don't know if you have a yep. like a do you have a similar experience well, uh, or story yeah, yeah or? M- many and I, I think it's just about authentic love that's it it's, yeah. it's about genuinely caring for people and and when when you're authentic you don't have a script yeah you, you're just you're just keeping it real yeah that's it. in which case you go off script and you can have a person like I, I remember a guy asking me just outright Christians believe everyone goes to heaven right yeah and it was in a, it was a, in a certain circumstance and it was awkward right yeah An awkward question and um so I said well that's awkward mm. in other words when people think what would I say because that's a really hard question well I would suggest what you say is hey that's a really hard question yeah in other words right. if, if we can get out of our pretending to be something or trying to be something stop trying just be who you are has God touched your life mm. Do, 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 you, do you love God? Do you feel that he knows you? Do you have, a, do you have an experience? Do, do you feel that God speaks to you through the scriptures? Yeah. Just tell what you've seen and heard. Great. And, and keep it that simple. And the, the nerves don't have to be there. And I think the, the whole thing of rejection then is, 
is is key to just have a, a little conversation about because let's say you were to ask me about my thoughts on cricket. Do you, mm-hmm. do you like cricket, by the way, Ben? I don't, but okay. I'm, I'm passionate to hear how passionate you well, are. Well, that's right. That's right. Well, well, there you go. So, so my point was actually, I was actually hoping you would be because then you uh, could ask me and I could say I'm completely not interested. Thanks, uh, okay. right? Because I really. I mean, it's such a long game. Yeah. My advice to all parents, as I understand it, if your child <laughs> plays cricket, they'll play provincial, and they will steal all of your weekends it's driving a, long distances gone. to go and play a game. And they're only six years old at that point. Yeah. What's the future of your life going to look like? So <laughs> anyway, um, if I said that and you did love it or vice versa, uh-huh. we don't have to feel personally rejected. They're not interested. Yeah. So let's just say we we ask, as I have a number of people, because once I remove the agenda, I could ask a person, well, do you think, do you feel like you're a spiritual person? Yeah. And you can ask those things authentically because you've got no intent to preach at them. You're mm. just inquiring with no agenda yet, you know? And um, they can go, oh, no, not really. Mm. In which case, you can assess the situation because every conversation is different. Yeah. In which case, that's not a personal rejection. They don't want to talk about spiritual things. Yeah. I had one, a guy one day, um, intelligent um actually a government guy okay. you know and he's just like just don't want to talk about religion yeah he actually put the boundary in and yeah. i'm like sweet and just respected the boundary he later asks a question about religion that's great because he saw that i could keep a boundary <clears throat> but I've, I've had other cases where on that same question what well, one lady i asked her um, actually it was a sunday morning i picked her up hitchhiker are you going to church she said oh no no totally not into religion okay so i said oh well, why is that you know, if, now if I was trying to get my little message through, oh, yeah. why is that? This would be me setting her up like the, you know, the the, the, the volleyball, and oh, now I can spike it, and I did yeah. the gospel. Now, just a genuine question, yeah. why not? And she could see I had no agenda, um, you know, and it's and it's not rejection. And if she said, oh no, no, I really don't want to talk about it, I go, hey, no worries. Yeah. Hey, how long have you lived out here? Mm. You know, another thought is just simply that small talk's the key to big talk. Yeah. So. We've got to learn to just love people. You look at Jesus with that Samaritan woman. Here she is coming down to the cafe in the middle of the day when people don't typically come to the cafe. You know, the mm. woman by the well. The, the cafe must have been called the well. Yeah. I, think, I think that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's small talk. I can mm. give you a coffee urn that'll never run dry. You never have to pay for coffee again. Mm. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't be greater than the great coffee bean who started this chain. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a tongue-in-cheek conversation. Jesus had learned how to simply love people and to enjoy people with a smile. And mm. and if you look at, if, if, if we engage people every day with an attitude to simply just lift them, yeah. to encourage them, to say something positive. I've got a guy at the moment who's involved with a network of people and he's just engaging conversations as a Christian believer with a view to lifting them. Yeah. Because to, to say anything too Christian because they all know he's a Christian, wouldn't be received. Yeah. And so he's just, in, in, in some people's word, you'd call it prophesying, but not like future telling, but just what would God say to this person right now? Mm. How can I encourage them? And he's just speaking to their lives. You know, I just think you're amazing. Yeah. The way that you do this, this, and this. If there's a God in heaven, I don't know what you think, but I actually think he'd be proud of you. Yeah. And, and, and he's getting all these amazing reactions from people yeah. because I think it's the, the spirit of God is a spirit of life and of encouragement. Mm. And and that builds trust and builds bridges, so yeah. we can keep it chill. I love yeah. that keeping it chill, and there's a lot of freedom in that. And um, I think if it's okay, like if we um, we're living in a really weird moment, yeah, right, yeah, which is and what you're saying, like there's a lot of freedom in what you're saying, um, but I guess in in this moment, um, we're smack better, spang in the middle of a pandemic, mm. and it's disrupting life. 
um, and worldviews and all sorts of stuff. Um, how do we find freedom in evangelism in this crazy time? I mean, Jesus exhibited amazing skills for hostile environments. So first of all, when it comes to certain questions, which we hardly even want to mention here, you know, um, what's your opinion on this or your view on that? Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just a case of, oh, look, I don't mind. You know, anyone can have their view. We've got to learn how to sidestep it. Okay. Um, Jesus refused to reply certain questions. He replied questions with questions. So there are, there are topics that can become controversial and it can kill a conversation. Yeah. So we've got to become experts at engaging people we fundamentally disagree with in everyday conversation. Yeah. And, and I think that's actually called being a Christian in a mm-hmm. secular society. Yeah. It's no different. So so avoid the trouble issues. Um, what was the other part of your question, sorry? Honestly, Dave, I'm just listening to the sound of your voice and it sounds great. Oh, fantastic. But, um, <laughs> but um, I think the... Uh, the question I had was like, how you know, how do you find freedom in like a culture that is we're finding there's just more and more limitations, you know, on actually what we can and can't do, you know, um, whether that's um, we can't cross a border or we can't do. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, and, and with with COVID, yeah, and, and all of that. Yeah, totally. I mean, the other is I guess that if we avoid the controversial topics, yeah. I think we just share hope. Okay, great. Hope and positivity. Yeah. And just, I mean, this is still a great country. Yeah. For starters. People are scared. Uh, I think some of that's a little bit silly, you know, yeah. but um, people are scared. So people are more open. And our data, um, I mean, we get a, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people look at our web stuff. Uh, we engage intentionally online at Easter and Christmas and yeah. throughout the year. Um, we had a 601% increase in one of our areas of engagement year on year this past Easter. Yeah. So overall, our, our our total engagement declined about, I think it was 19% or something. Um, and that difference would be that the COVID lockdown the year prior, I mean, more people were online. Okay. And then if you look at the levels of engagement where a person on social media can like it or hate it, <laughs> they can comment, they can share, yeah. you know, whatever else they can do. We actually had a decrease year on year in that area so, um, you know, so however many hundred thousand people did one of those things. Um, but then within that, we had an area which was a 601% increase, and that was mm. link clicks. Yeah. Now, if I'm online and I don't want anyone to know I've looked at something Christian, because I wouldn't want anyone to think I'm one of them, mm. I'm not going to like it or hate it or share or comment. Um, so like about 35,000 people did comments, for yeah. example, at Easter this year. But I'm not going to do that because you'd know I was there. The one thing I, I can do, though, if I'm interested, but I don't want you to know I'm there, is I can click. 601% increase in link clicks year wow, on year. You know, so I, I would just say that as the world gets darker, the light shines brighter. Great. And so we just need to continue to tell the story of what God has done. That yeah. shares hope. That's and what's, awesome. what's the evidence that Christianity is real? Look at Peter. He preaches mm. in Acts 2 and Acts 3. You know, for some of our great theological sermons, he was a bit of a loser, really. <laughs> I mean, he really doesn't hit some of the core theology of the gospel. Yeah. He fails to even talk about sin because he's speaking to a Jewish culture that understood the concept of son. Right, okay. He spends the majority of time talking about a miracle and talking about prophecy that's fulfilled. It's it's all about evidences that might bear witness to the fact that this message might be true. Mm. And so so I guess with our, our communication, testimony, you just can't go wrong. Right. What has God done in our history? What has God done in our lives? What's God done in your life and the lady out there's life? You know, yeah. um, That's always going to speak to people. It builds faith. It points to a reality we keep sharing the stories of hope it draws people in that's awesome i love that man that's a great response um 
Great. You had to say that. That was really good. I'm not lying. <laughs> what do you think? Online, crazy people listening to the podcast. Um, let us know. You know, send, I guess send us some questions uh, in the comment section if you like. Um, Dave, it's honestly, it's been a dry. I feel like I could literally talk to you all day. Um, but we, for time's sake, we don't have uh, much time left on the podcast. But um, I, we want to give you an opportunity. You know, you've got some resources and some some, some things here. Um, is there anything you want to share sure. with um, the people? Sure. I mean, just, just on Christmas, we're going to lose. Um, I mean, freedoms are a case of use it or lose it. Yeah. And so our nation has allocated certain public holidays for a reason. We've got Christmas and Easter to celebrate the birth, death and resurrection of Jesus. We've got Anzac, you know, related to the wars. Mm. We've got, you know, Waitangi Day, uh, you know, etc. related to um, Tatiriti or Waitangi. If we're going to preserve our freedoms to have Christian icons and messages in Christmas and Easter, we're going to have to use those seasons. So right. um, so the, the Christmas idea is very simple. All of us get creative and return nativity scenes to Christmas by some means. Mm. You know, billboards, posters, um, displays in front of your house, displays in front of your church, whatever it is, put it out there in the public square and it will normalise nativity imagery as a part of the decorations that's in great. Christmas. So that's just a current um, sort of thing that. prior to Christmas. Yeah. Um, the other would be that if we want to help God's church engage more in conversation, um, plausibly a thousand churches, I think, are actually already engaged with this journey. But, but the key topic is the conversational skills of Jesus. Hmm. That's the topic. That's great. Um, and it's our website, altogether.co.nz. If you go there, we've deliberately created resources that can help churches get the ball rolling. Mm. So you'll find um, sermon series, uh, six sermon series. It's all Word documents. They've all got matching small group studies, so you can begin to teach things from the scriptures uh, about conversational uh, and teamwork and other skills related to, to personal evangelism. Um, you can reinforce it through small group. I've created a series of five-minute videos called Because We Care. It's all at altogether.co.nz. They can be played during services or in small groups with discussion guides that come with them, etc. But that might just help churches get the ball rolling. Um, that's the most useful stuff because we already preach, we already yeah. have small group, and we already, um, you know, five-minute videos aren't hard. For about half a percent or a quarter percent of people, you might actually read a book. <laughs> and... Um, so just realistic, the stuff I just mentioned is the gold. Um, tactics are best books on the topic, um, starting with those that aren't. Yeah, but I, but I've, I've written um, two books on evangelism um, called uh, actually Elephant in the Room Elephant and the Because Room. We Care. So these are, are for church leaders on how to change the outreaching culture of your church. So this isn't just conversational outreach, but the leadership side of it as well. For their topic, there um, there's very few books. Uh, Kevin Harney's the only other guy I mm -hmm. know to have really written on that topic. Um, in terms of the first book, um, the three best books on conversational outreach, Tactics by Gregory Kukul, um, Conversational Evangelism by David and Norman Geisler, and God Space by Doug Pollock. So they're great books. Great. And then conversational skills have to be taken to public media. So In One Spirit is a book I've written on how the church could engage more wisely together for that part of our public witness. So great. it's a myriad of resources. Awesome. And um, hopefully it helps the conversation continue. Yeah. Awesome. I think what we'll do, just to spice things up a little bit, um, drop us a comment in the comment section. We'll buy one of these books and we'll send it out to you. Um, if you drop us a comment, we'll just choose someone randomly from uh, YouTube. Sorry, Spotify. It's a bit mean. Um, but we'll send this book um, out to you if that's okay. And if you get 100 people in your church to all make a comment, you could have 100 books. That sounds fantastic. One person <laughs> will read win one book. Anyway, Dave, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. So um, thank you so 
so much for joining us. Um, if you've got value out of the podcast, please uh, leave us a like, subscribe, um, and we'll catch you in the next one. But for this moment, we'll say kakite ano. Cool, kakite. <laughs>